Hello and welcome to a Taylor's Tales podcast. This is Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and welcome back to a brand new episode. This week, I'm speaking about a range, a plethora of subjects that are going on in the world right now. It's a nice way to start episode 80 with, uh, you know, a little bit more of a relax. It's no longer about specifically travel. It's no longer specifically about one subject. We're going to be tackling loads of things today. Um, Some of the subjects will be ranging from a little bit of an overview of a dark topic that is currently affecting the world, the war in Russia. I've found some kind of funny facts along the way that kind of made me laugh, but also, you know, shouldn't be making light of a subject that is quite uh, daunting and, and, and dark and the potential of World War Three. Uh, talking about the current situation with Chelsea Football Club, Kanye is absolutely nuts. Uh, Robert Pat- Patterson being an absolute tr- meme troll, hilarious of what he did uh, to Pete Davidson. Uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi te- teaser trailer, uh, Reacher is god tier. Um, can't wait to see the new Batman film. And Andrew Garfield will, has the potential to win the new the the Oscar for Golden Globes. And I'll talk about the movie Tick Tick Boom. So starting from the beginning, let's get the worst out of the way. Uh, the Ukraine invasion. Uh, sorry, the the invasion of Ukraine by Russia. Uh, this subject has been talked about to death, just like COVID. It seems that we, while I was away on holiday, uh, the world decided to go to shit again. Uh, it looked like we were going to get a. Uh, a sort of go back to normality after COVID seemed to have slowed down, countries start to open up, the UK leading the way forward with uh, the relaxation uh, of COVID restrictions, which is really awesome to see, uh, and spearheading the way forward to make the world a a better place uh, and a, a more, you know, a normal place, a place where we can all get back to get, you know, enjoying ourselves, living our lives and, you know, let's be honest, socialising. That's that's the main thing. One thing that uh, I take for granted is my ability to see friends and family and also to be able to go travel and meet new people. That was amazing. Uh, but one thing that COVID didn't allow us all to do was that ability. And there's still people I know and who I've spoken to recently who haven't been able to see many people, haven't been going out and, and uh, socialising and getting back into some of the normal routines that so many of us have uh, taken for granted recently. And even more so with this war in Ukraine, Russia coming in and invading. Uh, this is, I don't think this is the first time that Russia has, uh, you know, let me get get my historical facts in, but this is probably around the 10th time Russia as a country has invaded uh, a nation uh, over the past 100 or so years. Uh, my first knowledge when I, I remember when I did the Russian history podcast I mentioned during the uh Diskov, I can't even remember the last Nicholas I can't remember the family's name this is terrible this is how long ago that podcast was uh but the Tsar family the Tsars um the Romanovs got it boom Romanovs that's always good when you your brain clicks and it's, it's there so the Romanov family uh were known for for having a peaceful beginning and then the second king uh of Ru- or the Tsar I should say of Russia had many invasions of other countries some of the wars uh that were known were the invasion of the Baltics where there was a whole conflict between all countries of Europe within that region where they were beaten beaten back and uh, uh, as well as the French uh, getting involved there and, and the Europeans there was a whole part of the the UK going over there as well 
there was the war with, with Japan, which they lost, which was embarrassing. I talked about that with Nicholas II. Um, Russia basically, and the invasion of Afghanistan in the 80s as well. Um, Russia has always been involved in war, obviously in World War II as well. They didn't invade, they were invaded. Uh, so that was, you know, during a very tumultuous time. Uh, and even in World War One, they didn't, they joined their suburban their, Sub, their Serbian allies rather than invading uh, another country so the, the Russian history is, is embedded in war and so this isn't a surprise to me that Putin and the government of Russia has invaded Ukraine it's awful to see that Ukraine what it's become as a, another war zone in the world of the many war of, of the many countries to be demolished by bombing runs shells being just like dropped and 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 you know bombardment of of, of constant uh sort of just war and po and again the what war does is it drives people out and therefore other countries are accommodating thankfully to the ukrainian people but what it does is these refugees then have to restart their lives as well it's putting people's lives on hold again. We all thought, oh, poor, you know, everyone, everyone, including myself, uh, had that COVID period where our lives were on pause. And now for the Ukrainian people, their lives are on pause for who knows how long. I personally think that never have I seen a nation so vilified uh, in, in war since the Nazis. Um, this has got to be the greatest unification of countries towards um, just vilifying a country in general. Um, I can't think of a time where all of these nations basically all said at the same time, shouted, no, this isn't right, we don't back this. Russia has very few allies right now. China is backing Russia, that is it. China's the only backing power behind Russia at the moment. I think every other nation on earth, basically, every major nation, I should say, is against Russia. And even countries that used to be in the neutral uh, position for all wars, you know it's bad when Switzerland get involved. That's how bad it is right now. You know it's bad when Switzerland, a no neutral country for basically its entire existence, is get saying that they are against Russia in this and are the ally of Ukraine. This is how bad it's got. This is the point where people are so against war now and against the war machine so towards peace, which they should be, by the way, I'm going to back that, is that there's going to be a levy of economic sanctions from all of these nations. It's fascinating to see. It really is. I'm truly fascinated. It's also awful to witness. It's also awful to just, uh, you know, you're a bystander in history. I treasure the fact that where I am right now, uh, treasure the fact that the position I am in and, and where I'm living and, and where I'm from, all of these things, more and more each day. It seems every day is a more is a day to be more grateful <laughs> than yesterday to, to be from where you're from. And I think this is an excellent teaching method for everyone in the West to be really sort of proud of where you, you, you've come from as well because you don't have to deal with... For instance, even in the Middle East, this constant barrage of war within there, uh, and then also within 
you know, the terrorism that happens within there and even in Africa, you know, we don't have to deal with a lot of this. And now Ukraine is another of these nations being drawn into this, except it's having uh, a whole nation against it. Uh, I think it was a bad move on Putin's side. I think that he has painted himself as bad as a bad guy now and has basically marked himself up for assassination. It could lead to that... Um, you know, he's he's a very powerful man. And, you know, it, he's also in the position at the moment where he is affecting other countries. The stock market at the moment is up and down. It is really uh, a tumultuous period because of that. And you cannot make any bets on where it's going to go from here. Uh, oil is going up, obviously, because of the gas and oil that Russia provide the rest of the world. It is very Again, I'm going to keep using the word interesting because from an outsider's perspective, it is, again, really, really interesting to see how this is playing out at the moment. Because a lot of people are saying World War Three. even myself from time, you know, when I first heard the news, I thought, my goodness, they're going to be drafted to sin any now, any now and then. But I think a lot of major nations at the moment are hoping to see how this plays out, uh, provide Ukraine with arms. Uh, provide Russia with economic sanctions, such as, you know, just basically removing any sort of outside sourcing that they could be getting. What I have got here is a few things that have kind of made me laugh. Um, one of the first things that the US has, has, <laughs> has banned recently, and it is kind of funny, is any vodka imports from Russia. <laughs> from Russia have been banned. Uh, kind of a silly one, kind of a stereotype to, to think of uh, immediately is that Russia's export of vodka has clearly uh, came, came to mind. Another one was Instagram's blocked in Russia. Uh, again, uh, Putin shaking in his little boots, worried about you know people on Instagram uh, not having, people having access to Instagram in Russia. Again, uh, you know, what's what's the problem in this is that Putin himself probably isn't even bothered by a lot of these sanctions. The major people who are going to be affected are the Russian people. One of the first things I saw was uh, the banks, uh, kind of like the cash is running out in Russia at the moment. So these economic sanctions are already having an effect on the people there. Um, all sponsorships that are related to anything Russian product, for instance, uh, Chelsea Football Club, recently has had sanctions applied to it and is an asset of Roman Abramovich, a friend of Vladimir Putin's uh, and also the owner of Chelsea Football Club. He has had all his assets within the United Kingdom uh, frozen and therefore Chelsea are unable to make any purchases uh, at this pre at this time and, and this means that they've had limitations placed on them as a club. Uh, this means that Vlad, uh, this means that Abramovich cannot sell the club, which he was doing. I think he had an insider within the British government, which he would with the amount of money he has, uh, and he basically got the the news that in a, a month, basically sanctions were going to be placed against him. He went into a race to remove himself from head of the director of the Chelsea Football Club. He then went into the next step of trying to sell the club as quickly as possible before his froze assets were frozen however he wasn't able to do so on time or fire a buyer in time and now his assets are frozen uh, for the time being and for uh, as long as the UK government make it you know, deem it fit to be so which is a massive power move by the UK government I have to say I've never seen anything because you know there's a lot of uh, 
people who say uh, that governments don't do a lot about multi-billionaires, multi-millionaires, all these things, not pay enough taxes, all these things. We've just seen probably one of the ballsiest moves that government's ever made where they've just said, mate, all, all your money here doesn't mean anything now. It's all ours. That is like, I mean, to be fair, like, that's, that's very, very impressive, I have to say. Because a lot of governments are looking to, you know, get the investment within to the company and that's why you find so much russian money within the united kingdom is that the investment as it allows uh, the united kingdom to prosper to some to some limit i should say i don't understand the economics behind it i'd love to um, truly understand it so i will do some further research on my part because there's so much to go into that and the fact that a lot of property within london is owned by the oligarch uh, the oligarchs of russia is Again, maybe it's uh, a way to have certain money hidden again and assets obtained to be able to hide certain blood money, shall we say. What I didn't fail to mention earlier as well was the fact that uh, the US has also banned diamonds from being imported into uh, the US from Russia. Now, that's fascinating because I had no idea that diamonds were a big uh, sort of like you know, import from Russia, an export from Russia and an import into the USA from uh, obtaining it from Russia. It's very interesting, these little things. We're starting to realise how much of a hold, uh, how much investment, how many things that the Russian country has had within all of our nations and how much of an impact it's going to have. What I have noticed, though, is that a lot of, you know, banks at the moment have suffered which means that the money from the Ru from russians or very rich russians uh, because their assets have been frozen and because they are no longer able to use these investments or buy more or sell these investments is that you have noticed that a lot of banks such as jp morgan chase um the lloyd csb banks from the uk and in the us chase uh, not chase bank uh bank of america people have been making losses because of it so we're starting to understand that there's a level of uh, so shall we let, let's just call it what it is corruption within uh, the sort of like Western world or maybe I should say it's where people turn the other you know they, they turn an eye to things a blind eye to things and they allow these things to happen in order to make profit so it all depends on how what your opinion is for me personally I kind of understand why they've done it I understand that they're trying to make money and that is it morally right no would you still do it? Probably. Let's be honest. So moving on from that, Chelsea, like I said, Chelsea been frozen. The future for Chelsea seems bleak as a club at the moment. For me personally, I think that this is going to happen for a while. The club will be frozen until the end of the season. Uh, and then the UK government will most likely, by the time that this is, it gets to that point, will allow the club to be sold and for the money to be allocated to where it can be. The, whether that money will be allowed to be sent to Roman Abramovich is another question because of his ties to the Russian Federation and to Vladimir Putin. Again, will we ever see a period of like this ever again in history? I really don't know. Is this the, cold, the second Cold War as well? Because people don't want to get involved physically in wars. You don't want a hot war anymore because of what we saw in World War Two, and World War One, and how it just basically destroyed countries. Uh, and it's also really, really detrimental to life on Earth and also to, you know, the economies that everyone's built. It's not good for business. Uh, people are no longer 
working in physical jobs where they're building tanks and they're building stuff were now based in more uh, technical roles that are revolved around ephemeral things. So it is again it's more of a focus of how to keep things going especially after covid most economies within the world have suffered greatly and that they are on a rise back up but they're not as good as they were in 2019 and so i am i think a lot of people are reluctant to get back to that period so now that we've uh, I've, I've given a nice little summary on uh, the the current war uh, i've not talked about some of the dark stuff such as the life lost the people the refugees because I don't think I have the knowledge or the skill to be able to come up with the information that's really going to cover that. But what we can say is that it's terrible. It's awful to see. Um, there's charities to be given to that are out there that can give money to help those people, uh, and that's all we can, you know, that's all I can say on that topic. Uh, apart from you know going on a downer, uh, let's move on to something a little bit light-hearted, which is. Kanye West being absolutely nuts. Recently, you sure saw it, must have seen in the news that Kanye and uh, Kim, they got after they got divorced, uh, Kanye has has been very uh, open about his uh, sort of <laughs> his love for Kim, but also his uh, distaste for her new boyfriend, uh, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson openly uh, gave basically a few jokes against Kanye, which I thought were brilliant. They're so good. Like just his his opinion on just take the, the the pills. Now, as someone who's dealt with and knows people who have bipolar, um, I'm not someone who's highly educated, but I understand the both the positives and also seeing and and, and hearing stories and having firsthand people tell me the worst possible outcomes of bipolar. Kanye clearly and has been diagnosed with it. And how he describes the way he thinks when he's off his meds, and he's clearly off his meds at the moment. Uh, and even though I'm not a doctor, you can see the level of like change from one emotion to another uh, just by the way he's acting. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Maybe I shouldn't make those statements. It's quite a bold statement to make. But nonetheless, let's let's say for hypothetical sake that he is off his meds. And that it seems like at the moment the, the statements he's making and from the music video he recently showed where he was killing Pete Davidson, uh, let's 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 state that he is off. I would take it back on them. <laughs> Maybe it stops you from being creative, uh, as creative as you want to be. But there's also the the effect you're having on and, and the the image you're putting out into the world. Like you have kids, you have an ex-wife who you still have to be cordial with, and like actually a gentleman around you know a gen general person you know these these people are multi multi billionaires but it's it's really uh, a funny situation to see because i like kanye's music i like uh who the albums he used to put out and the character that he is because he is nuts it's like oh kanye you know all at it again with the shenanigans but it's also kind of at this point now where i'm thinking to myself my god Man, I think it's time time to time to get back on those words and calm down and just like take some time to have a little bit of perspective because the the moment you start thinking Pete Davidson like this this nicest guy that I've probably one of the nicest guys you'll ever see in the the, the industry, um, like as your quote unquote enemy, it's like 
oh no, how far have you fallen, my friend? Like, <laughs> uh, fair enough if you didn't like someone, like, the, you know, 50 Cent or someone who's, like, actually, you know, someone physically, uh, you know, respectable in some way or another. I don't mean Pete Davidson isn't respectable, but he's not, like, a a scary person like he's not somebody who you'd think oh yeah he's got beef with him that's a that's a pretty tough guy yeah that's that's respectable to have that beef with that person um not that you should have you know you're an adult you know you should tackle this in some way or another but my point being is that you know because you're an adult maybe have it with another adult rather than pete davidson who looks like he's still a child uh, coming from a 26-year-old, I know, it's pretty harsh. But nonetheless, it's it's true and it's funny now. <laughs> it's funny, this whole situation. And uh, a couple of couple of things in, in this area is that these things that come across the news, they, by the way, I'm, I'm using this subject because I think it's hilarious, not that it's important. My The level of things, the Ukrainian war up here, Kanye and all his shenanigans down here on the floor. Okay, right? You hear that? Right on the right on the floor. A total at the bottom of the barrel. Okay, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel right now. Uh, so, but nonetheless, I think it's hilarious. I hope that Kanye gets back on his meds and hope that he restores some sort of respectability to his to image to to get out of being this guy because like he's becoming a meme, man. Like we're gonna be looking back on him as like not an artist but as somebody who's just like you know, just a bit of a numpty, really. But yeah, moving on. So what I said earlier with Robert Pattinson, so in relation to Kanye and Pete Davidson, they have this beef going on. And Robert Pattinson, I I saw this in the news, so I don't know whether it's true. So don't quote me on this, but I did see. And I thought it was really funny because Robert Pattinson went to Pete Davidson's bar in New York to celebrate the Batman premiere. Or not the premiere, but like a party afterwards. And he played Kanye music in his bar all night, apparently. I think that's the greatest meme ever. Like, you go to somebody's bar who you know who's having trouble with this person right now and is going out of your way to just stir. I think there's a lot... He's, he's got some... Fun. He's told so many lies as well, Robert Patterson. And it's so funny if you look back on them. Like, one of them being him saying that he didn't train at all for the Batman movie. Uh, so he didn't do any working out, basically. And they, they can quote him back in, like, 2020 when he said that. It's so funny. And he's he's just lied about so many things. It's like Andrew Garfield, where he where he claimed not to be in the new Spider-Man film, just lying through his teeth, which is respectable because that's what you have to do for some of these things because the paparazzi and the the media are frigging uh, well. I was gonna say rats, but what I should say is like vultures, really. You know, they're just scraping off the carcass to be able to get any meat they can or information in this case. Anyway, on to a new topic. Let's talk about one of my favorite things right now that I'm super excited for. It's Obi-Wan Kenobi teaser trailer. My goodness, when I saw it, I was so excited. Mainly because I think that Disney has taken this as a serious... The last couple of seasons of The Mandalorian, Boba Fett, and now Obi-Wan Kenobi, they, they are trying to unify... All of the content that they've created in terms of Star Wars Rebels, Star Wars Clone Wars, Star Wars... Um, I'm trying to think of any other... Well, also, you've got uh, the Bad Batch as well. Sorry, I messed out the Bad Batch. Um, Star Wars Bad Batch. Star And the prequels and the original Star Wars franchise together as a real... And they're using every piece of this information, as well as the Star Wars games as well, um, to 
put it into these series because the Inquisitors are within the new Obi-Wan Kenobi film. And I love that. I love that they're taking this to be creative, to give something new. I understand that this is using Star Wars, which could be considered as not a new topic or not being creative, but they are using this platform and this new franchise, this new way of looking at Obi-Wan Kenobi as a way to take characters that we haven't seen in the um, standalone movies, but we have seen in some of the more lesser-known series, but are much loved by the fans. And for me personally, I hope that they give the justice for these characters. I really do, because I really enjoyed uh, the Book of Boba Fett. It may, be, it may have become the Book of Mand- the Mandalorian uh, at the end of the series, but I genuinely enjoyed the start uh, to the point before the Mandalorian for Boba. I thought his character development was really interesting. Uh, going from a cold-hearted killer to somebody who is incorporated into the sand people's way of life and understanding that in order to thrive and move forward, he would have to create his own tribe and therefore... Um, no longer be a solo killer because he knew he wouldn't be able to survive because of his time within the Sarlacc pit. Uh, And I remember one of my friends telling me that many times over and over again that Boba Fett never died in the comic books and in the books he survived the Sarlacc pit, he would come out. And that's another thing. They're using some of the book knowledge to their advantage. How awesome is that? So... Keep doing what you're doing, Disney. I really hope that in Obi-Wan Kenobi, you don't just use the Inquisitors. You use some of the stuff that we've seen with... Maybe take some of the characters from Rebels, maybe. Um, Maybe take some of the... I'm trying to think as well. Maybe Starkiller. I'd love to see Starkiller in... uh, it won't happen, but I would love to see Starkiller be used as a character within the new series within the, for Disney to utilise. That would be so interesting. Can you imagine, like, Vader's new apprentice, and we finally get to see some of the, uh, you, you know, Galen Erso stuff, and, like, you know, when they're building the star, and then what's going on within there, and who he's training, and training the Inquisitors, seeing both sides of it. Um, obviously, I'm a huge... Uh, fan of Revan as well. I really hope that one day we get some pre-Star, pre-original Star Wars, even before the prequels, and and some the First Republic uh, period of time and the original Sith. Uh, but for now, I'm hoping that Obi Wan Kenobi. Obviously, we've got Ewan McGregor back. He's gonna kill it as always, uh, and because of the effort he puts in. But I also really hope that they have some characters that we can believe in and love and enjoy surrounded in him by the cast and that we see how uh, Luke grows up as well maybe we see, see a few characters and also we have to see Maul if I don't see Maul in that I will be quite disappointed because he's a character who's loved by the fans but also is so dynamic as a character he's both evil and he's also revenge and grit and he's his own he's like a rogue he just hey he's like throwing yeah he's he's dynamite that's what he is you just throw dynamite and just explode and then you have matter it's brilliant I, i really hope that that happens so there's endless possibilities with what they can do with that series uh and for me it's all going to be positive whatever happens because i you know i'm not the type of person who goes to a film and is super Um, the only time i'm disappointed when i come out of a film is if the potential isn't fully realized 
because I'll never go out and be like, well, that was an average, I'll, I'll never go, that was a shit film, I'll go, that was an average film, and therefore, you know, we move on and, and go from there. There are very few times where I've gone, that's a terrible, terrible film. There's very few times where I've ever said that. Uh, mainly because I choose, when I choose to go see a film, most of the time I'm not disappointed because I choose to see good films most of the time. <laughs> not, not that I'm bragging, I'm just saying, like, I don't go to see crap films most of the time. Uh, they're good films for me. And so, Obi-Wan Kenobi, I hope, and all of the stuff that Disney are going to put out within the Star Wars franchise from now on, in these series that they're putting out, I hope it continues for a very, very long time. Moving on to that, yes, Jack Reacher is god tier. So, Jack Reacher, new series, or Reacher, as it is on Amazon, if you haven't watched it already, please go watch it. It's so much fun to watch if you are just looking for an action mystery like investigation um you know lots of questions lots of conversations but also a little bit of uh people's butt getting kicked and like lots of um hand-to-hand combat a little bit of shooting from time to time uh very straightforward but also lovable characters interesting characters uh, and just a great story and so now that I've watched that series, I'm going to go buy the book, The Killing Floors. As you may see behind me, I've got a, f- a few new books since coming back from a holiday because I've read. i literally read all of my books that I've had. So I've got myself uh, Everyone You Hate Is Going To Die, Atomic Habits, and Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers. So I, the next book I will buy will definitely be The Killing Floors for uh, Jack, Jack Reacher to really understand and see some of the details that I didn't see in the series and see how well that they've adapted the book to the series because i'm always i I recently uh listened to the lord of the rings uh the fellowship to to really see the the relationship between the film and the book and i really enjoyed that so i'm I'm gonna try and apply it again why should you watch reacher well i think that reacher uh like i said the main the guy who plays uh reacher um is just he's put the effort in he's he's put on the size to be able to get to that point uh he's also put on uh put been put through some seriously tough times mentally over the past few years and he's talked about that recently um i want to say his name's arthur it's not i can't remember his full name but he's epic in in reacher and he really plays him well this quiet character who eventually you begin to understand as you go through the series and he's got some really good character development and the people who he's surrounded by the supporting cast are really fun to watch as well and they they create some really good chemistry throughout that as well so i I definitely recommend it because of the characters and also because the story is solid as well it is a good solid eight out of ten imdb rating i would give it it's probably rated higher than that uh but it is a great show and i recommend it amazon prime if you've got it can't wait to see the new Batman. That's short and sweet. I mean, for me, I'm not going to go into any details. I don't want any spoilers. I haven't looked anything online. Uh, I'm going out of my way to uh, watch that when I can and when that when possible. But uh, I don't like going when the cinema is super, super busy. So I'll, I'm really looking forward to seeing the Batman. And just gem- generally going to the cinema again. I haven't been since I went and saw uh, Uncharted back when I was in the U.S., uh, and I think that was in, oh, that must have been either New York. Yeah, New York. That was in New York. My God. Bloody hell. Time flies by when you're having fun, eh? <laughs> and it, this is, the one thing I did say in my, my previous podcast was that when I was on holiday, when I was on vacation, time slowed down. Now, I say the phrase, time flies by when you're having fun. 
but I think also when you're working and you're back to normality, it speeds up as well. I don't know why, when I'm in, in a different place, in a different location, time just sort of like changes. It's like you're in an alternative reality. Anyway, off topic a little bit there. Uh, but Batman, really looking forward to seeing it. Apparently, Rob Patterson and the cast in there do fantastic. Uh, Colin Firth being dressed up for four hours to be the Penguin. Uh, that You know, commitment like that, always recognised by, by people and, and those who love cinema. Uh, and speaking of cinema and, and the love for it, uh, like I said, Andrew Garfield. I, I watched Tick, Tick, Boom probably around three months ago when it first came out. I'm not somebody who likes, uh, you know, musicals personally, but this has got emotion behind it. It's got a romance and uh, a story that's real and realistic. It also tackles the topic of AIDS during the eight, like the eight, 80s, 90s period, and it's really, really emotional uh, and kind of lovable at the same time. And Andrew Garfield as a character is fantastic because you can relate to him, you can relate to the characters around him, the people around him, his best friend, what they're going through. Because even though you've got the best friend doing the opposite to Andrew Garfield's character uh, in creativity-wise, he goes into the business side of things and he goes into a life where he's quote-unquote sold out uh, in order to get rich. Uh, but the truth is that he's going through a dark and tumultuous time. That you you can go and watch the film for yourself to understand. And the performance put in by Andrew Garfield is the fact that he can sing, the fact that he can act, the fact that he can deal with a story that is emotionally deep and dark. And also makes the rest of his cast look amazing because of it. Uh, and he deserves, I really hope he does get the Oscar for it. I'm also a big fan of him and the amazing Spider-Man. He, he did excellent in the when the three of them were in the new Spider-Man movie. So I'm really hoping for him and all of these things. And that's all I've got at the moment for, for all of the topics so far. I hope that the first section of this podcast wasn't too dark for you. If you have made it this far, thank you so much. Uh, and that you have got some sort of interesting information uh, about this week and what's going in in the world at the, at the moment. So, this has been a Taylor's Tales podcast. This has been Chris's Corner. I've been your host, Chris Taylor. And as always, I hope to see you this time next week.